everyone, and welcome to Horror Cafe, where we're serving up a cup of horror one episode at a time. I'm Erica. And I'm Jackie. This month, we are taking a September road trip straight into hell. This is episode 17, The Hills Have Eyes 2006 edition. What are you drinking? Well, today I decided to drink this Coke drink. This coffee Coke drink, and I am hooked. I wonder whose fault that is. Yours. And I actually like the dark roast one. I know. For your information. Shocker. 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 What are you drinking, Mom? I made myself a little cafe con leche. Yum. Always a classic. Yeah. Homemade. Not that store-bought stuff or bakery stuff, but mm, it's delicious. So for reference, we normally do movie nights on Tuesday night. Yep. And we record Saturday mornings, but we changed it up this week. We are recording Wednesday night after a hard day at work, because what are we doing Saturday? We're going to the movies, to the real movies. Our first movie post-pandemic-ish. Ish. Yeah. Ish. To watch The Conjuring Part 3. <laughs> of course, this episode is going to be airing all the way in I September. Know. But we are very excited to be at the movies on Saturday. Generally, we record on Saturday early in the morning before all the grass-cutting enthusiasts wield... car-repairing men, women... Whatever. Whatever. (laughs) Start making noise in the neighborhood. But we have priorities in life. And right now, seeing a, a movie in the movies is it. We're so excited. We are very excited. This will be a blast from the plat. A blast, blast from the plast? <laughs> oh, and you were telling we're me. We're tired <laughs> today. You're not putting up with my shenanigans today, are you? No, Mom. Stay focused. <laughs> You're going to report me to HR? Yes. <laughs> anyway, the point is, this will be a blast from the past when we listen to this episode later and right. be like, oh, yeah. And hopefully by then we would have seen a few more movies. Oh, that would be really cool. At the theater. All right. You want to roll out with that plot? Sure. Bob Carter and his wife, Ethel, <laughs> along with their five family members, are heading for California with their Airstream. Five. Oh, my God. That's seven. Five plus. Two. Yeah. Seven. In that small ass and- Airstream. And a pickup, or like a SUV kind of truck. And wait, and two dogs. Oh, that's right. And two dogs. Two two German shepherds, so large dogs. Mm. And And two two parakeets. And two parakeets and a baby. Okay, so there's a lot more. There's a lot of people in that one little Airstream. An accident strands them in the desert. And while the two men go for help, the others are forced to wait. They're unaware that they've ended up stuck near the site where decades earlier... Nuclear tests gave rise to a group of mutants who have developed a taste for human flesh. And then chaos ensues. Oh, God, does it. And gore. (laughs) A lot of gore, man. And shock. And disturbance is the brain. We watched this movie back in the theater in 2006. I clearly remember going to watch this Uh because we were excited. Yeah. Commercials. Of course. I don't think I've seen this movie a lot. I've only seen it that one time in the theater, maybe when it came out on DVD. Mm-hmm. You know, DVD. I remember those days. I, yeah. e- I think even that's antiquated now. Yeah. It was like watching a brand new movie. I, I remembered maybe the essence of the movie, but not detailed. I don't remember who survived, who died, how they got there. And this movie, I forgot how brutal 
and visceral and like raw and shocking this movie is. It's a good one. Yeah. Oh, and we couldn't find the original. Yeah. We had wanted to watch the original because I've never seen it and you've never seen it, but we couldn't find it. Yeah. Anywhere. So hopefully we can find it another time and we can watch. Maybe that year that we do remakes. We'll do this one in reverse. But in reverse. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, I am pretty sure that I saw this movie twice, too. At the movies with you, I'm pretty sure we went together, and at home. And like you, I had forgotten everything about this movie, except that people get stuck in the desert, some people die, and some don't. I just didn't remember who. I didn't even rem remember the dogs. Yeah, me either. I remembered nothing. Yeah, I don't remember anything. So. I also seem to forget how disturbing it is. Mm -hmm. and, and I don't mean like sinister, disturbing. This is different. I think it's disturbing because this could plausibly happen. And what makes it highly disturbing is the backstory about its origins that you're going to get into in Fun Facts. All right, so let's head into movie facts. Rotten Tomatoes, critics, 52. Not surprising. Audience, 58. Now, this is the typical... Actually, this is pretty good still. I'm surprised... This is still good. With the Rotten horror. Tomato yeah. score. This is still the pretty audience, good. audience, no, because I could see this going either way. But the critics, I'm, I'm surprised in a good way, I guess, that it's 52%. Actually, this time you're going to explain the backstory because you looked it up and you're really into this. Yes, so, I even sent you a link to it last night and you didn't even bother reading it. Thanks for throwing me under the bus on air. I'm not throwing you under the bus. I'm just saying it like it is, man. That That's throwing you under the bus. time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that kind of All right, is. tell us the story. Oh. Bite me. <laughs> anyway, um, Wes Craven was actually inspired by the story of Sonny Bean, the head of a wild Scottish clan who murdered and cannibalized over a thousand people during the Middle Ages. Now, there's a lot of different variations to the story from what I read, and some of it may be true, some of it may be not, because it happened so long ago. We're talking, I think... 1400s, 1500s, I don't know. But the thing is, Bean and his wife decided to leave civilization and go live in a cave near the ocean. They had kids, and they had more kids, and then their kids had kids, and then, you know, all kinds of crazy shit started happening there. There was a lot of inbreeding, oh, okay. and all that kind of stuff. And basically, these people would go out only at night, so nobody even knew they existed, what was weird is that once in a while, body parts would wash up, but no one knew where it was coming from. Eventually, they did get found out because one person escaped. 25 years doing this. One person escaped. The cops came. A whole bunch of people came. I think the, at that time, kings, not cops, because they didn't have cops. Yeah, wait a minute. The king sent his soldiers, sorry, not cops, mm -hmm. um, in to, like, eliminate these people. They were all... I mean, they were captured and then they were all hung and killed and all that kind of stuff. But that's kind of gruesome. These people had, like, body parts all over the, the cave. Mm. And this is where Wes Craven drew inspiration from. But he brought it into the American West, which ironically now leads to the other part, which I was surprised to, to learn that this was filmed in Morocco. 
So the original was filmed here, mm-hmm. and they chose to film it in Morocco. I'm going to pronounce it wrong, but it's Orzatate Desert in Morocco, and they call it the Gateway to the Sahara Desert. Hmm. I just found that so odd. Remember when... Maybe the, cheaper? Yeah, probably, but wow. I think it's cheaper because um, I was reading that there's a few movies that have been filmed out there, so it could be just for money purposes. Economic reasons? Yeah, hmm. Could be. They used descriptions and directions from real documents, pictures, and footage found on the effects of the nuclear fallout from Chernobyl and Hiroshima. Ugh, wow. So that's disturbing because, mm-hmm. well, we've seen Chernobyl. Well, I've seen Chernobyl and what the show on HBO. Mm-hmm. And if there's any semblance of realism, that's some scary stuff. During the opening sequence, flashes of deformed children are shown. These are victims of the infamous Agent Orange chemical. Oh, wow. That's kind of sad. Mm-hmm. The special effects group, which is KNB effects group spent over six months designing the mutants robert joy who plays lizard which is like the main i call him the main bad guy (laughs) kinda he said every day it took about three or more three hours to transform him into his nightmare yeah he he's the one with the exaggerated cleft yeah um on his oh my god he was like he was freaky yeah yeah And one of these special effects artists was the now famous Greg Nicotero, because he also works on none other than The Walking Dead. He was one of the mutants called Cyst. He was the one with the halo headgear. Yeah, I couldn't. You were all excited about this. I was, but I couldn't figure out who he was. Mom, he's in makeup. I know, but at least the semblance of him. No. That's the point. I even got it wrong. <laughs> I kept thinking it was the other yeah, guy. I was like, that's not him. But hey, I wasn't going to argue with you. <laughs> <laughs> Were you going to say argue with a crazy person? Yes. I figured. Yeah. <laughs> Most of Big Bob's lines, which is the main dad, um, was improvised by the actor, which I did not know this. And this is amazing. He is Buffalo Bill in Silence of the Lambs. Oh, snap. And that's why he looks so familiar. He sounded familiar. His voice sounded well, familiar. He physically looked familiar to me. I yeah. even mentioned, I go, who is this guy? But he sounded familiar, too. So. Oh, really? Okay. Like, his voice, I'm like, mm, sounds familiar. The violence and gore was so gruesome that the movie was originally given the NC-17, but then was edited down to R. You can rent the... Well, actually, we couldn't rent no, the unrated. No, you had unrated. to buy we it. We had to buy it, so we yeah. couldn't watch the unrated. I can't imagine how much worse this, I, I'm kind of curious, gotten. but I'm not curious enough to buy it. I've, oh, no. I've kind of sworn off buying movies in favor of not having more stuff. But Agreed. I'm certainly curious. If it does if it does become available for rental, I'll watch it. Yeah, I would too. Yeah. All right, and now we can start our movie observations. I'm going to talk about the main characters, not the mutants, because that's really hard. In my <laughs> notes, I kept calling it M1, M2, because I couldn't keep up with their names. Right. Um, so we've got a family... And they are the Carter family, and it's Bob and Ethel Carter. They're the parents, the older parents. Mm -hmm. Their kids, Brenda and Bobby. And then their oldest daughter, Lynn, who is married to Doug, and they have a baby by the name of Catherine. 
And, of course, there is Beauty and the Beast, which are their German Shepherd dogs. So cute. I didn't know the oldest daughter's name at all. You didn't? The whole movie, I had no idea what her name was. Yeah, little by little, I started figuring out people's names. I don't think I heard her name once. I, I think it was maybe mentioned once, and I'm like, oh, that's what it is. I had no idea. Mm. I just kept calling her older kid in my notes, and then I fixed them. <laughs> that works. Anyway, so this movie starts off with, you're seeing nuclear testing going on and those houses that they put out in the middle of the desert and there's some really dramatic music going on yeah at that point it's really cool um then you see like these these geiger testers um those little machines that they use to test for radiation mm -hmm. and the per the people who are holding them get attacked and they get dragged off and then it continues to talk about, like, it sh or show scenes of genetic testing, or, ge sorry, not testing, defects, and bomb testing. And during all this time, there's just all this funky music, kind of twangy-sounding music playing as well, which kind of implies what's coming up in a way, I think. The movie starts off violent. Like, just... <laughs> it does. Well, just the, you know, them showing the nuclear testing, and then those radiation people getting attacked so mm -hmm. violently and blood and so that's already a a warning a warning what you're gonna get into <laughs> after we're shown all these images of course we open to what else a gas station it's always a gas station i know what's up with it's that? the other scary thing in scary movies i mean we just a gas station we just saw texas chainsaw and that was it like was the, the very gas station, too. After the cemetery, it was the gas station. You just start taking some tally. I know, right? <laughs> it's 100 degrees out. Clearly, it's the desert. And that is some awful heat. I know it gets hot here where we are, but it's not dry heat like out there. I don't know. That's really bad. But fortunately for the this family, the Carter family, because they drive up to the gas station, there's gas. Unlike the Texas... Where there's no gas, gas station where there's no but gas. But there is barbecue. So there is this guy. I'm going to call him Gas Guy. Actually, that's what they call him on one of the sites. Oh, uh, really? Gas Station Attendant. I don't think they ever say his name. Okay. Yeah. He he lives at the gas station. He goes out to investigate because he thinks he hears someone. Mm -hmm. And when he turns around to go back into his little room, there's a bag out there. And you can tell it was like a, a luggage or some kind of travel bag. Mm -hmm. And when he opens it and you're looking at it as the audience, it's random items, mm -hmm. a camera, like a little handheld camera, IDs. video camera, jewelry. And then he opens this styrofoam container yeah. and there's an ear. How exciting. Another warning. Like, oh, great. A cute little ear. And then he says something that I found interesting. He says out loud, I'm not doing this anymore. And at That's first right. you're like, okay, doing what? Right. And then when he decides to tell this family, oh, you're trying to get to California? Well, you can take this shortcut if you turn over here and take this dirt road and go through the hills and you'll get there faster. You'll save a few hours. And you realize, okay, this gas dude is in cahoots with the mutants to give them people food <laughs> yeah food i mean let's be honest that's what it, that's just their food that's true it's literally like free delivery oh god uber <laughs> uber eats 
in an airstream. Oh, my God. God. Before we follow the Carters on their journey into the desert. (laughs) Their adventure? Mm -hmm. There's an important scene where the dog, I believe it was Beauty, she escapes from from the group momentarily. She goes into the gas station um, and starts barking, barking. And what's Lynn Mm -hmm. goes in to get her. And she walks in and, you know, initially you see it and it looks like a little diner slash, you know. Market. Market. Like, like, yeah. Of course, the dog is in the gas station dude room barking and she goes in there. First, she does the usual hello. Anybody there? Anybody here? You know. C- right. Come on. And she goes to get the dog. She sees that bag and mm-hmm. she kind of. Looked at it, but didn't go through it. But right. she was like, it, it was a red flag. But she kinda. didn't. But she didn't realize it was. She just right. saw it as what, what is that? Like, why is there? It's. I mean, it looks like a woman's bag. Yeah. Why is that there? But then, um, she finally got the dog, and the gas station guy kind of like, "What are you doing here?" Right. You brought this up. That could have been what set him off to mm-hmm. change his mind. Yeah. Maybe it bothered him. That she was in there. Or that she might know something. Oh, that's true. Kind of like Texas Chainsaw. Like, don't leave anybody behind. Right. (laughs) Who can tell tell on us. Exactly. Maybe in his head he's thinking this might... Do us in. Yeah. Do me in. I'm going to jail forever. (laughs) Because I'm feeding people. Right. Basically. I'm feeding people people. (laughs) God. And this is when the gas dude tells Bob, all right, take this shortcut. There's this. You're gonna save hours on this. Yeah. Mm. So they follow it. Yeah. Another rule: just stick to the path. Yeah. Especially uncharted territory. Stay on the main road, folks. Yeah. Whether this is whether this is a road trip, hiking, swimming. I don't know if that's even a thing, but we'll make it a thing. (laughs) Just well, yes. Don't stray from a group like in open water. Right. Don't don't do these things. Just stay on the path. Yes. And don't go into weird gas stations. Just get the gas and move and on. Go. Just move on. Yes. You know, <laughs> I'm thinking that our audience is starting to think that you have so many issues that you <laughs> never leave your house. But I swear she does. <laughs> <laughs> no I, gas stations. No water. Don't split up. Don't do... No, 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 no. <laughs> don't leave windows open. <laughs> Close the curtain. You just walked into my house and said, don't you turn on lights? What's wrong with you? What about this window? Why is it open? It's like, your blinds are a little open. It's getting dark. People are going to be able to look in. (laughs) You see? The audience has got to think that you are off your rocker. That's all right. I I probably am. I promise I do go out, actually do more adventuring than it seems like. you do. Okay? But I apply the rules on a daily basis. Let me just put it this way. My mind is on, is it a constant horror movie state of mind? <laughs> yes, it is. I, I am can hyper, that. I am hyper aware of what is going on. <laughs> like, turn around, like, like, why? Maybe we should film ourselves we... because we're making these funny gestures at each other. <laughs> we digress. Oh. I promise I, I leave the house. I just am really scared all the time. <laughs> Uh, all right let's get back on track okay (laughs) all right right, so they're driving on the dirt road Mm -hmm. and surprise surprise 
<laughs> well, they didn't see it, but they all of a sudden get into this accident. You, as the audience, sees that there's a spike mm-hmm. in the road that these people move. Right. Like, they remove it as soon as the car crashes. These people, meaning the mutants. Yes. I guess we'll call them that. We'll call them Well, that's the, what they're referred to the on mutants. everything I've read. Yes. So, yes. We'll call them the mutants. They... They plan this, mm-hmm. and they seem to plan it in, like, the same area, probably. Apparently. And they get into a major, I mean, major crash. It messes up the car. No, Their bad. tires are completely gone, like, flat. And now they're stuck. This is, here we go. I'm going to look like I don't do anything, but this is just as bad. I mean, the ocean, getting stuck in the ocean, like, in the middle of the ocean with nothing is probably the worst. I would think so. This is close, but at least you can walk somewhere. Or <laughs> Potentially. Run. Potentially. But it's 100 degrees. I mean, you are also in the middle of nowhere. Yes. But the good thing is that you could follow the road back to the gas station, which is exactly what happens that the father, the main fa- Bob, Bob, goes back to the gas station yeah. at some point. Mm-hmm. But this is a pretty bad scenario and it no is. cell phone signal. This is 2006. I doubt you can still get it now. Yeah, probably Out in the not. middle of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, luckily they did have shelter, mm-hmm. but their Airstream's AC wasn't working. Yeah. But Bobby fixed it, Bobby's, apparently. Bobby's cool. Okay. I, I go off on tangents this episode. Today you are like... <laughs> you are derailing. That's you okay. are derailing. It's hump day. <laughs> <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> all right, so they all start setting up. One of them is uh, Brent, is it Brenda. Yes, is decided to lay out in the sun. Not good for your skin, ladies. You know, they're setting up, I guess, camp, a tent, and all this stuff, realizing that we're going to be here for a while, so we may as well get comfy. Yeah. Of course, the dogs take off. Yeah, both German Shepherds take mm-hmm. off. And this is when the men decide that they're going to go... Well, at first, I thought they were leaving together. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, great, because it's important to note that Bob and Doug, which is Doug is the son-in-law, son-in-law do not get along. Yeah, and we there's find out, some animosity there. Yeah, and we find out it's because mostly it seems like it's political reasons... But I also think he looks down his nose at Doug like you're kind of a wimp. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's I think it's political. It's religion, too, because you see that there's a religious separation mm-hmm. because Doug has um is Jewish. Yes. And I, I mean, the others, you can't tell. But when they say, well, let's pray, it just seemed like maybe they're not in the same. No, I don't think I think they might be like of a Christian denomination. Right. Of some sort. And then, yes, that I think something that Bobby says later that Bob. Implica- it was implying that he thinks Doug is a wimp and yeah. not a man and blah, blah, blah. So, so there's that tension there already. Right. So I'm thinking they're going to walk together. If right. they don't kill each other, if the desert doesn't kill them, they're going to kill each other. Right. <laughs> but then you're the one that noticed. I mean, eventually I would have noticed because of the scenes, they went in separate directions. Right. So Bob goes towards the gas station and Doug goes the opposite way. Right. And they agree that after, what, what is it, five miles? Something uh-huh. like that. If they don't find anything, they'll come back. They'll come back, right. So, that's what they do. And what do they do right here? What are they doing right here? Splitting up. Splitting up. We do find out that they have guns. So, Bob leaves with a gun, and the other gun is left with Bobby. Mm-hmm. Bobby goes off to go find the dog. Right. And as usual, 
Without fail. It's always the dog. The dog is dead. And not just dead. The dog's eviscerated. The poor thing. And, and you can hear it. Yeah. <laughs> it's Beauty who gets eviscerated. The girl. Yeah. It's not okay. Yeah. So this freaks him out. And he literally, Bobby starts running back. But then he falls and he smacks his head and he completely passes out. That's pretty scary. Yeah. Because... I mean, you as the audience, knowing that these people are out there and Mm -hmm. he was laying out there that whole time, because we find out that time has gone by since he's just been laying there. Yes. Yes. We do see a girl come like stare at him. She's actually, she's She's, kind of bent over him, but she's one of the mutants, but she seems to not be in a, you can almost tell right away that she's different. Yeah. From the other ones, which She's you really actually... haven't met yet, but you already know. Well, yeah. that's not true, because you see the other one eating the dog's leg. Right. One of the mutants is there actually eating Beauty's leg, which is... Ugh. Um, But she's kind of, like, protecting Bobby. Yeah, you can... It feels very it protective. Feels that way. There's no threat there. Correct. The next thing you see is Doug finds a car cemetery, and he decides to go investigate... These cars, I have to say, are like it, what looks like the, uh, the inside of a crater yeah. or a, a, a valley. Like, or like a bomb <clears throat> or, site. Uh, yeah, that's right. A bomb. Well, duh, Jackie, of course. No, but it does look like a crater. Like right. You can, it, they're going in there. Mm-hmm. And he decides to go shopping. He seemed so nonchalant about finding this. Yeah. Well, you know me. What the what is this shit? Why are there Why? cars? Like, hello? In the middle of the desert it's in a crater. Because people don't watch horror movies. With brand, with new stuff inside. Right. And he doesn't think that's odd. Exactly. Like, right. that doesn't send off a red flag. Yeah. He should be running back the other way saying, get the hell out of here. Something. I agree. I agree. But instead he goes shopping. He picks up a teddy bear and a bunch of other stuff that we later find out. So it's like... What the hell's going on here? In the meantime, Bob makes it to the to the station, back to the gas station. He decides to snoop around. He finds that same bag. He goes through the bag. He starts realizing something's off because he sees an ID. He sees women's jewelry. And then he sees that styrofoam container, food container. And he opens it and it's an ear. And that's when he's like, oh shit. He and was he in, pulls out his gun. Yeah, and he's an ex-detective. Right. By the way. That's right. He walks, he gets out, and then all of a sudden he hears somebody like talking or singing or whatever this gas station dude was doing. He's in talking. the he's in the outhouse, mm-hmm. like drunk off his ass, holding is that a rifle that he was holding? I don't it know. I don't know shotgun. guns and things like that. But to me it looked like a shotgun. Okay. Uh, an arm arm of some kind. And I, I don't <laughs> a know. A weapon? A weapon of some of kind. Arm? Here's my arm. <laughs> armory. I'm thinking of armory. Wow. A weapon of some kind. Okay. This shocked me because I wasn't expecting it. Me the either. The guy blows his brains out. Yeah, the, I don't think Bob was expecting yeah, that no, either. Yeah, no, I don't think he was either. And he's like, oh shit, I'm out of here. So he, he runs to go into the gas station dude's car and tries to get it to go. And then all of a sudden he hears daddy yeah from like different directions yeah around the car surrounding it yeah and maybe the next, with the walkies i don't know maybe hmm. i don't know hmm. and next thing you know his head is being bashed into the um windshield yeah he didn't check the back of the car when he got in he didn't look in the back seat now i gotta tell you that is something that i do out of habit yeah well that's more of a safety 
I think that was one of the first things I ever taught you when you started driving. Yeah, especially, I mean, it could happen to you at home too, but especially at parking garages, Yeah, anything like that. Including how to carry your keys too, remember? Yes. Yep. There you go, safety lesson (laughs) at Horror Cafe. (laughs) Anyway, so he didn't check it, and then, like you said, they bash his head against the, the window, and they take him away. Into, Into a mine. the mines. Yeah. yeah. And then we don't really know what happens for now. For now. For now. And then they go back. Now, after all this time, it's already getting dark. The rest of the group, back where the Airstream is, decides to be like, well, well um, where's Bobby? I know. I don't get that. L- l- read my notes. Hold on. This mom blows. I mean... How she should she... have been hysterical. I would have been out that of my mind. At least two hours have gone by. Yeah, at, at very least. At the very the least. The sun was out. By now, the sun's gone. It's pretty much gone. What What did you think this kid was doing right. in the middle of nowhere? Right. Exactly. Like, even if he was looking for the dog, wouldn't you already be concerned that he's been gone this long? Exactly. And then even when she's like, you know cleaning him up from getting hurt she wasn't like freaking out i would have been out of my mind like what's wrong with you out of my mind i know (laughs) now doug comes back with all the crap he collected over at the crater and he he comes with a teddy bear a fishing rod the fishing rod's important and the fishing line that goes with the rod he comes Mm -hmm. back look at all the stuff i found this guy is still happy about his looting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was really happy. Yeah. And and we find out that the road ends at the crater. Another red flag. Uh-huh. They I don't mean, find... Well, I mean, it's too late now. It's too late, but still. But none of them seemed shocked by this right. either. The only one who's on high alert is Bobby, and he's not saying anything. Well, because he saw the dog. And he didn't say anything about the dog. Right, but he knows that that's, there's something wrong. Yeah. He doesn't... Because an animal didn't do that. Yeah, he, you can tell he's freaking out. Yeah. And then even more so when Doug and Lynn decide to sleep in the car because... Now you know, they're separated. Now they're all separated. But, I mean, really, that Airstream is small. But yeah. Bobby's like, why don't you just sleep in here? We can all sleep here. Look, here's a sleeping bag. All this... He was trying to get them to stay in there. This is when everything goes downhill. Mm-hmm. All right, now Beast disappears, the other dog. Mm-hmm. We don't know. You he know, runs off. He runs off. As you said, Lynn and Doug are in now in the SUV. The rest are in the camper. Brenda has her, I'm assuming back then, iPod earphones on. Mm-hmm. The mom's asleep, Bobby, I don't know, and the baby's there. Yeah. In comes in this huge mutant. That's Goggle. By the way, Goggle. Oh, yes, okay. I looked them all up because oh. I had them so confused. But that's Goggle Mutant. He starts to touch Brenda's head. Ugh, it was just. Mm. And she does wake up. Yeah, she's pretty scared. I would be horrified. I would. Well. Yeah, I, I know you. <laughs> I I don't even know how I would react honestly because that that's really. Can you imagine being in a relaxed sleep state and then just being like uh what the fuck is that yep like literally what is that Mm -hmm. so while this is happening to brenda there's a noise outside that bobby thinks it's the dog right so he goes out to investigate with the mom Mm -hmm. they don't realize what's going on with brenda they pass her completely yeah they don't know they go outside to investigate was it with the mom 
Yeah. Okay. Just making yeah. sure. It was um the four of them, the mom, uh, Ethel, Bobby, Lynn, and, and Doug. Doug. But while they're seeing that it's not the dog, all of a sudden there's this huge fire. Mm-hmm. And now it's Bob on fire. Yeah. In a tree. Yeah. They like strapped him up and they set him on fire. Now this is all a distraction mm-hmm. to go into the airstream, which is where now the mutant named Lizard enters the scene. And what happens after this just, it, oh God, it just grosses me out. It It's very disturbing, to say the least. Which is? The eating of the live parakeet. Horrible. There's two parakeets and he grabs one and he rips the head off and just like gulps down the blood. Oh, it was just gross. And in the meantime, everybody now runs back to the airstream. Because they hear Brenda screaming. Right. Because mm-hmm. the other one, Goggle, is still doing whatever. Right. Now Lizard is also attacking Brenda. Mm-hmm. Or looks like he's raping her. He is. Okay. Well, there we go. More, More disturbing. Oh, God, yes. The mom comes back in. Lynn comes back in. There's a lot going on, but the point is Lizard has Bob's gun now. Mm-hmm. That big-ass That's gun. Yeah. And he shoots the mom in the stomach. So she goes flying. We assume she's dead. Then Lynn steps in because they're going to go to the baby. And mm-hmm. she's like, D- you know, don't take the baby. Don't do anything to the baby. And... She hits Lizard with, like, a frying pan. Oh, that's right. She does. Which initially was like, great. But then he ends up, like, overpowering her. And then I don't like this scene. I think it's disgusting. And I don't understand. I mean, I guess the point of it was to be disturbing. Mm -hmm. Lynn is obviously still breastfeeding. Right. She's on the ground. This lizard guy, like, nurses on her. I I found... This scene to me was just utterly, utterly disturbing. All of it. Just all of it. Because, I mean, she's doing this. You see her face. Yeah. And she's like, I have to allow this because... It's going to save my kid. It's going to save my child, my baby. It doesn't because I don't know what movement... I don't know what happened. I think she went to go grab the kid, the baby, or him, Lizard. He shoots her. Right. Right in the head. In the head. And all we were like... Ah. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. Because I wasn't expecting that. At all. At all. Yeah. I actually thought it was Doug who died earlier. You know, or, yeah, when the movie general, started, I'm like, I wonder if he's going to be like the first one to go. I thought he I thought he was one of the ones that died. I always remembered something happened in the Airstream, mm-hmm. but I just didn't remember what. And I thought it was him yeah. that, that died. Yeah. Okay, that was enough chaos for a little bit. Why don't we take a quick break? Yes, let's take a break, please. We'll be right back. All right, so we're back. Doug has extinguished Bob, but he's dead. Very dead. Brenda's inconsolable, totally understandable. Bobby's shocked because I think Bobby's also having this, I knew something, but I didn't say anything, which Mm -hmm. he did tell Doug. But I can understand not wanting to because it would freak everyone out. Right. It was obvious something human did something to the dog. It wasn't... Yeah, at that point, this set it in, this sealed it. So I think he had some kind of guilt situation going on, Mm -hmm. maybe. The mom apparently wasn't completely dead. 
because Doug comes back into the airstream and sees what, what happened. He freaks out when he sees Lynn. She momentarily wakes up and that you last think breath of life, I guess. Right. And she just out. And she's out, so he freaks out, sees the baby is gone. Another breakdown. And funny enough, he's the one that's with Ethel, the mom, when she dies. Yeah. Funny enough, because I don't think either one of them liked him. Yeah, I don't think there was a lot of... More Bob, but mm-hmm. I don't think she cared for him either. But look at the irony that he's the one that... Was holding her hand was when holding she her. left. Mm-hmm. And consoling her. Yeah. Basically. Gave her a blanket and... Yeah. And then she died. Irony. <laughs> now comes the set in motion. What are we going to do? We have to get the baby back, but we still have to get out of here. And this is where Bobby reveals to Doug, because at first Doug is like, we're not going out there because Bobby's like angry and he's like, let's go. And Doug is like, we need a plan. Right. We can't just go out there. And Bobby's like, you know, my dad was right. Basically, you don't have any balls. Like, (laughs) uh uh-huh. Uh-huh. And Doug is like, we just have to think this through because clearly this is their territory. Right. This is not known land for... This Carter family. Yeah. This is where we see Doug get his Rambo on. <laughs> you did put that. I said it and I wrote it down. He sets out to go and look for his baby. He explores the cave. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold what? on. What? Hold what? on. We forgot to mention that Beast is still alive. Oh, that's right. Because yeah. he came back and he had killed one of the mutants. Yes. He, um, at the throat, and he came back, so that's exciting. At yes. least one of the dogs is still around, right. and they found a walkie-talkie from that's them. That's right, that's right. I found this, I, I get that they were frustrated because Doug takes the walkie when they're talking, asking, you know, why are you doing this? Who, you know, who are you? I would have used the walkie as, like, a, to keep track of where they are. Mm-hmm. Now you're telling them they right. have a walkie. Right. I would have just... Shut up. And not say and anything. And not say anything That's because true. then they could probably say, oh, we're here now or we're over here. You know, they could use it as like a tracking device. Yeah. Kind of. But anyway, now he gets his Rambo on with the walkie and he takes the dog. Yes, he does. <laughs> he takes Beast with him. And he goes to explore one of the caves. He goes through there. Your dad was hilarious because he was watching it with us. Again. He's like, he's like, why do they have the light on? In the cave. In the, like, it's like, dude. What is he supposed to do? Walk in the dark? Exactly. Like he's what you kill said. Himself. Or what you said. He's going to make more noise fumbling around in the dark exactly. and attract more attention than the light it will. But that was funny because he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then he goes to that little test town. He finds the test town. Yep. Where they would do the um, nuclear experiments. Experiments. That town was very well kept. If those experiments, because at the beginning it said it had like a little epi- uh, prologue, mm-hmm. right? Explaining yeah. about the experiments. And it was in the 50s and 60s. That was a lot of time to have gone by and you're in the desert, which means all that sand is going in and out of those structures. There would have been way more breakdown, especially inside deterioration definitely like yeah. the inside of the houses looked way too good yeah there was one in particular where, where i was like wow that furniture man that was oh, really right. cool and it right? barely looked like it was full of sand yeah it looked like mid-century mm. modern stuff that nowadays goes for thousands of dollars yeah. i'm like 
hey, let's go exploring. I know. Or maybe Well, <laughs> maybe to be fair, the mutants are also using it. Because they were using them. And you you think they're the epitome of cleanliness? Because, I well, mean, let's no, face it. No, but they're using it, so there's no chance of the dust to settle. I don't know. I don't know. The point is, I still think it was too well kept. <laughs> the things that we'd notice and talk I know. About. <laughs> anyway, he finds a town and he starts exploring for the baby. Right. He does put Beast in this car, I guess, to... Protect him. Protect him and... Because how can he walk into that? Because he goes into one of the houses. Mm-hmm. Because and... he sees the baby through the window. Right. And he can't bring the dog in there because the dog is actually going to make more noise than him. Well, yeah, with, with his paws and also right. the panting and all that stuff. All right, it's fine, not like fine. you can tell him, hey, stop panting. Fine. Yeah, it's a dog. Fine. You know. Protect the dog. <laughs> he does find the baby. And as he's walking towards the baby, he does hear noise. Mm-hmm. Like chatter. Right. And when he, he, he freezes because as he was about to cross the room to get the kid, there's somebody there sitting, yeah. face not facing Doug, watching the TV. Right. <laughs> and that's Big Mama. That's uh, her name. Okay. She's just this large woman who's bald. But there you don't see any weird deformities no. or mutations on her. No. So, but... She's there, and I even told you she's going to see his reflection on the TV. I think that's what ultimately and that is got what her happened. attention. Yeah. You don't see it, but right. it's hint, it's implied because you can see mm-hmm. it yourself. Right. And she's just sitting there nonchalant, like just brushing this random doll, which is weird. He thinks he's home free because he grabs the baby, and he's like, yes. And he's trying to sneak out, and boom! Swacks him she in the head. Swacks him. Then Doug wakes up in this freezer fridge thing. I, I don't know what that was. It looked like a freezer. Let's call it a storage container. Okay, sure. Like from the container store? I don't know about that. <laughs> Bodies are us because Bodies are oh my god. We're on we're on we're on a ride tonight, aren't oh, we? Oh man. Bodies are us. Maybe we shouldn't record on Wednesdays. <laughs> or at night. <laughs> After work. After a day of work, yeah. Um, but yeah, we digress yet again. Yeah. So he's in there with these bodies. Body parts. Parts. And they look pretty fresh because it's like super bright red in there. Yeah. Like not bright like, red blood. Yeah. So it ugh. probably smells. Oh my oh, God. God. Anyway, Rambo, Rambo uh-huh. Doug busts out of that yeah. thing, which is locked, but not really. It doesn't look like it's super secure locked, but yeah. he busts out. And all of a sudden when he does, this is when he encounters... Hold on, let me let me get this guy's name. I think okay. It he's, he's singing the the national anthem. Yes, it's his name is Creepily. Big Brain. Okay, <clears throat> that's his name, and he is in a wheelchair, and he looks like he has some kind of deformity of the head that enlarges the head, and mm-hmm. it's a bloated throat. And I know there's a medical term for that. I have no idea. Well, he's singing the national anthem, and yeah. he is saying that, basically, you made this happen to us. Yes. You drove us away from our homes. We went into the mines. I have the quote. Okay, go for it. This is what it says. Your people asked our families to leave their town, and you destroyed our homes. Mm-hmm. We went into the mines. You set off your bombs and turned everything to ashes. You made us what we've become. 
That's what he says to him, which basically lays out the entire movie for you. Yeah, that's the premise of of the movie. It was a, I thought it was a powerful statement. Statement. Yes. Very. I, I you almost kind of sympathize. Sim- not really, but yes, you understand kind of where they're coming from. Where they're coming from. I mean, clearly, I don't sympathize right. at all, but I do in that fraction of a second. Be, but at the same time, it's like, dude. This happened how long ago? This isn't this guy's fault. Right. <laughs> like, Doug didn't do this. He wasn't even a concept. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I'm telling you, we're on a roll. <laughs> he wasn't even a concept. You like that, right? Like, come on. <laughs> anyway, but it was still... Okay, all joking aside, it was a... I think it is a powerful statement, too, in general, that, man, we can create our own enemies, by doing things like that. Absolutely. Or how you treat other people. Oh, yeah. There's all these TVs in front of this guy. All of a sudden, that big dude, Goggle. Didn't, no, like, that wasn't no, Goggle. Halo that, guy. No, it, it was Pluto. Pluto's okay. the one that busts in now. I had to get their name straight because I, I just, it was driving me crazy. So I've been a Goggle. Is that, I think Beast kills him. It, it, yes. With the, the uh-huh. Uh-huh. So anyway, been, okay. Okay. Anyway, so it's this big dude who comes in and basically attacks <laughs> Doug. Right. And he has an axe. Mm-hmm. Doug does find a bat. He listen. Doug is my hero. He really put on a great fight. <laughs> they they get they chase each other in this house. The bat breaks, but he was still able to stab this dude in the stomach with the broken part. With the which broken part, which is basically part. at this point a spear. Right. Because of the way it broke. But he didn't make sure he was dead. No. Yes, he did. Nope. No? Not yet. Not yet? Nope. Okay. Not I'm confused yet. now. Now, so much was going on here that I my know. notes are really scrambled. Okay, so this big dude chops off two of Doug's fingers. That made us cringe. Yeah. I screamed like, because oh. I'm like, But this time, the second time around, Doug does make sure that he's dead. He, Doug rambos it big time. I was cheering on this part. All of us were. In this house, there was a dinner table, and mm-hmm. at the head of the table was Bob's burned body. They God. went to pick it up anyway. They're yeah. obsessed with picking up bodies. Yeah, well, kind of like grave it, robbing. But it's food. I know, I know. And he had, now Bob had a spear, <laughs> well, an American flag, as a spear speared through his, his head. Yeah. Doug takes that flag and stabs it through. The big dude's throat. Mm-hmm. Now he's going to die. Yeah. And I believe he also... Takes the axe and... and axes his head. He double taps him because that's how Damn you got to do it. Absolutely. Double tap that fucker. <laughs> <laughs> so this is where Beast gets his beast on. The dog. Yes. He comes up and he's going over to Big Brain, the guy who's in the wheelchair. He starts growling at him. But before Beast can attack into the into the walkie-talkie, he says, kill the baby to mm-hmm. Lizard, who's yeah. running off. But then Beast just demolishes him. Oh. And you just hear it. You, yeah, you, don't, you don't really see, see it, it, but you hear it and you're like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I was cheering this. I was cheering through this whole part. I know. Well, I feel like Beast got justice. For beauty. For beauty. Exactly. Poor doggy. There goes the cat. Hello. <laughs> Would you like to join the show? Nope. Guess not. I guess he's he's <laughs> microphone shy. 
Back at the Airstream, it's Brenda and Bobby. They're setting up a perimeter with the fishing line. Right, from Doug's shopping trip. <laughs> they, they rig it up so that if somebody crosses it, it'll make a rattle toy, basically. Rattle. You know, rattle. Make and then it'll alert you. Alert them, yeah. They set it up and it they get a rattle. They go and investigate and it's a tumbleweed. Mm-hmm. But then they realize that their mom is gone. They had moved Lynn and the mother's body into the SUV. Right. And when they go back from investigating the tumbleweed, now the mom is gone. Like, oh, great. Bobby follows the blood trail and finds this big dude eating his mom. That's uh, Papa Jupiter. That's his name. Okay. Bobby, instead of just like standing there and shooting him, because that's what I would do. Well, you hope. You would hope. You don't know, I guess, how you're going to react to you these situations. You don't know. He's still in shock. Look at all the stuff that's I know. gone on. All right. He runs towards, you know, the van or the, the Airstream. They have this cool setup. He says something to Brenda, like, set it up, basically. She takes two gas tanks, opens them up full blast inside the Airstream. They rig the door so that once you slide it open, the matches strike to basically blow up the blow thing. Blow it up. They were able to tie up, what, what's his name? Papa Jupiter. To the Airstream for a minute to distract him Enough. so that they can get out through a window. Right. And he came around thinking they were still in the Airstream. And the minute he opened the door. Boom, baby. Kaboom. Yeah. I mean, blew up. Come on. That was like the coolest thing ever. Yeah, that was satisfying too. That was super like, <laughs> holy cow. Talk yep. about innovation. <laughs> Lizard is on his way to kill this baby who Ruby, we find out Ruby is the girl. Mm-hmm. The I call her the kind one. Right. The kind mutant, mm-hmm. basically. The one who watched over Bobby when he fell. Right. She has the baby. But Ruby, because she is the nice one, she tricks Lizard. Mm-hmm. She runs off because he's all grumpy and an asshole, whatever. And crazy. So she runs off. And when Lizard goes to open the blanket, it's a pig. Right. Which means she has the baby. So she's running, 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 And he running. tears off after her. Of course. She runs into Doug. And Doug, you know, he's already on the, the defense here. Or the offense. Like, okay. And I have to say, Doug is covered in blood. Oh, yeah. Top I don't know how he's bottom. walking. Yeah. <laughs> Adrenaline is like yeah. full blast here, man. It looks like he's, you know, obviously going to attack her because, I mean, at this point, what, exactly. I, I would. Yeah. But she's showing, okay, here, here's your baby. I'm basically here to give you the baby. Right. But, of course, this asshole lizard thing mm-hmm. comes out of nowhere. Doug and Lizard get into this epic fight. There's a shotgun involved. Doug shoots Lizard. He's basically on a cliff. Right. It looks like he's dead. He nudges him, but he didn't really make sure. He didn't do a double tap. He didn't shoot him in the head. Right. He walks away thinking, I've killed this guy to get the baby from Ruby because she still has the baby. And of course, he gets up. He gets up. I mean, come on. And Doug dropped the shotgun right, right next, next to, to him. Lizard. Exactly. So of course, he grabs it to go shoot Doug. But Ruby gives the baby to Doug and she runs towards Lizard and she basically pushes him and herself off the cliff and dies. And they die. And they die. Yeah. But Doug and the baby live. Yeah, they do. And they have a family reunion. 
at the camp. At the well, with the dog. No more camp, and the dog has survived. And everybody is there together, and they're all hugging, and even even the baby's covered in blood. I'm like, oh my god! But more importantly, you think it's a happy ending, right? But then the camera zooms out, mm-hmm. and you're in binoculars, so they're so, still being watched. Of course. And then the movie ends. There's still some others out there. Now the question is, do they get out, or do they not make it out? We'll never know. We'll never know. Unless the sequel touches on it, which I definitely don't remember part two. I've seen it once. Really? I don't even think I saw part two. Oh, yeah. I saw it once, so I I can't even tell you if it touches on what happened to them. Oh, I'd want to know, but... You have to assume? I'm going to assume they made it, (laughs) because I want to. Actually, at least Doug, and the dog, and the baby. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The hell with the rest of them? I mean, Doug really proved everyone wrong. Okay, sound and movie. Yeah. I thought, I had forgotten that opening music, which is the theme of the of the movie. I put it as very, it sounds like a power industrial sound. Like, it sounds like an alarm you would hear in a mine. Mm-hmm. Not that I would ever know what the hell that sounds like but you feel like that's what it would be that that's what it would sound like because it would sound so muffled underground Mm -hmm. and of course it just has a scary (laughs) element to it Mm -hmm. should we should we listen yeah i think we should let's let's listen to that all right all right here we go I don't know. See what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I, yeah. It almost, or I should, I mean, it would be the opposite. Sinister almost has some semblance of it. Oh, no. I don't agree. Mm. I, I, I still say that the sound in Sinister. Oh, no, it's the worst. It meaning the best. The best of the worst. Yeah. Maybe I could see a little bit of a it. A hint. A hint of it. Okay, I'll give you An that. Influence. A hint of that. All right, what about for you? Um, I kind of like some of that twangy music and singing that they had going on. While the, in the opening scene? Yeah, yeah. And they also played California Dreamin'. I know. Which made it kind of spooky. At the Yeah, it made it extra spooky yeah so i thought that was pretty cool the way they mixed yeah. all that music in that semi-industrial sounding weird then you have that twangy but um, it's kind 50s, of music. 60s music yeah but like mm-hmm. maybe old country kind of thing mm-hmm. um and then you get california dreaming mm-hmm. well they were and they didn't make it yeah well they were yeah they they dreamt and they never got so <laughs> good mix good mix it was all right best scene um the whole sequence of Doug going out on his own with the dog and the whole, what do you call his Rambo moment, <laughs> I thought was great because I didn't expect him to be the hero. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be Bobby or the or the dad. Right. And it was just exciting. It, it kept you on your toes. And even though I've seen the movie, I didn't remember anything. So it was like seeing a whole new yeah. exciting section of the movie. And the dog got revenge, too. Of course. <laughs> so cute. What's your favorite scene? Um, uh, My favorite scene is, like, when Rambo, I mean, I mean, Doug. <laughs> Rambo. <laughs> double taps these guys. Okay. I cheered that shit on. 
I, I had, you was, did. I was loud as hell. I was so excited. Like, finally, somebody just does it the right way. Yeah. That I cheered him on. I, I think that was my favorite scene because I got really excited, excited. about it. So, yeah. Okay. Favorite character or for, best character? For me? Yeah. At, at first it was Doug, but you know what? I actually like Bobby. Why? Because I don't... I could feel how confused he was at the beginning when he saw what happened to to Beauty. Mm-hmm. And he was very conflicted. I think I, the actor did a great job with that. And then at the end, how resourceful he was with what he and, and Brenda set up together. But I know that it was I in my in my head I'm thinking it was his idea to do that. Yeah. He I think set it was that him. whole thing up. And he was a young kid. I mean, what was he? Like fifteen. Maybe that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I admire that. And and he had to have been inside in shock. He lost his mom, his dad, and his sister. Yeah. And his dog. And one of his dogs. One of his dogs mm-hmm. too. So that's a lot. And he was still able to survive at least until the end of the movie. As far as we know. Right. (laughs) So that's why I liked him. That's why he was my, I guess, for me, my favorite character. Cool. And you? It's obviously Doug. No. Really? (laughs) I would never have guessed. He's the underdog. He is the underdog. I I will say that. I didn't appreciate how, you know, they were treating him. He proved everyone wrong yes he did he sure did like i said he ramboed that shit up so i i always like underdogs and i just like that he he not only came through at the end of the movie i don't know how he was still walking after being beaten in the head into the ground fingers chopped off finger chopped off two fingers Mm -hmm. and then just tired yeah (laughs) and then having to also still process that his wife is dead Mm mm-hmm and even if he didn't get along with his in-laws, it's just a whole shocking situation. I mean, come on. I, he may How not like you... his, his, his father-in-law, but he sure as hell didn't want to have him That's barbecue. That's what I mean. Like, you still, I mean, the whole situation, you went from being like, all right, we're just not getting along and it is what it is to, right. okay, half of us are dead and <laughs> we're stuck in the desert. <laughs> but I thought he was really impressive yeah and and at first i was gonna say doug but then i the more i thought about it i kept leaning towards and i cheered doug on you know i did yeah um but because of the age and all the stuff that was going on with him i just felt i really liked bobby i like it and i think we from what i can see both agree here on best unlikable character oh yeah for sure hands down lizard lizard Ugh disgusting he was just depravity at its at its highest yeah Yeah. does it hold up yeah it does it absolutely does yeah the the makeup still holds up the effects it does um there are a blend there is a blend of makeup and cgi but it's really well done that i mean and this is old this movie is now old yeah (laughs) and it still looks really good it does even on big hd tvs that usually you can see really bad flaws. Mm-hmm. I it was still completely believable and really scary. Yeah, the makeup on that in that movie really is well, super well done. It is very well done. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it holds up. All right, the, the rules. rules. <laughs> Hit it up, mom. All right, number one: don't say hello or who's there. Rule number two: turn on the lights. Rule number three: don't 
split up. Rule number four, don't go upstairs into the basement or the attic. Rule number five, why are you going in there if it says don't enter, no trespassing, danger, crazy person, whatever. Yes, exactly. Rule number six, make sure the bad guy is dead. (laughs) And rule number seven, no Ouija board. As usual, these type of movies, this is, it's not a slasher movie, but it's slasher-like. They all break essentially the same rules, so it's exciting Mm -hmm. because there's always rules that are broken. Yeah, for sure. Let me know if this is what you have. Go ahead. I have don't... Don't split up. They split up oh my multiple God. times. Everybody split up at some point. Lynn said hello. Mm-hmm. Technically, I put, why are you going on that dirt road? Because it's kind of like, why are you going in there? Right. It's the same. It's still, it it's applies. It's a dirt road. It applies. And definitely make sure the bad guy is dead. That's right. He really screwed that up twice. Twice, yes. But he survived. Anything else? No, you... you some major rules yeah, there. Yeah, a lot. Out of the seven, four were broken. I'm going to say this might be the one with the most. Uh, we need to go back there. and look at this. Yeah, maybe at the end of the year we should do an award. Yeah. For who, who broke, broke the, the most rules. rules. Yeah. <laughs> Those were the rules broken in The Hills Have Eyes. Scream Award. How many times does Erica scream in a horror movie? I put five out of five. And Because I was on edge. And I am in agreement with you. Five out of five. Yep. It was good. Yeah. I got some good screams and moments of, I'm going to look through my fingers. And me cheering. Cheering! Yes. <laughs> so fun. And that's a wrap on The Hills Have Eyes. That was fun. Sure was. It's really fun revisiting these movies. It is. And now in the middle of the week. I know. We survived. We survived. We did it on a hump day. Yep. We rented this movie on Amazon. You can also rent it on Apple TV, Redbox, and YouTube. And hey, just in case you're interested, this is not sponsored, but download this app called Just Watch. It's free. You type in any movie and it'll tell you on what streaming service you can find it. So instead of going to Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, Apple, YouTube, God knows what, just type it in and then you find it and go to that streaming service. And you can either rent it or if you have that service and it's available on there, it's, you know, free awesome app check it out thank you for joining us today at horror cafe you can find us on facebook and instagram under horror cafe podcast please subscribe follow rate and comment also please rate us on apple Podcasts. it'll really help us out and we have a website you can visit us at horrorcafepodcast.com hit us up on the contact page and send us a message We really love getting messages from you guys. We really do. We'd like to give a huge thank you for Rabbit and Red Radio for making us a part of their podcast family. So we're a pod fam. Yay. (laughs) You can find us on their platforms at rabbitandredradio.com and iTunes. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And until next time. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. (laughs) Bye.